while today. Galatians chapter number 5. You remember what verses they are? 22 and 23. 22 and 23. Anybody remember what the verses say? <laughs> say, I said remember, Sam. <laughs> Not read. <laughs> no, go ahead and read them, Sam. Today should be self-control, but it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Amen. Amen. The fruit of the Spirit produces in a person's life is the way the ERV reads this. I love that rendition. The fruit of the Spirit produces in a person's life this list of characteristics. Why is that true? Why is it true that that this group of things are the things that God produces in our life. Anybody have a thought as to why these are the characteristics? Sam? Because these are not gifts. Absolutely. This is a byproduct of the Spirit of God coming to live in you and I. These are the characteristics or some of the character traits of God himself. And they can't be given if the Holy Spirit does not dwell. A lost person cannot truly, in the biblical sense, produce these character traits. They can certainly have happiness, but they struggle with joy. They can have love, but not a God love. And I, and I know that that might be offensive to some. There, there might be some that will be watching this that uh, from, from around the world that will watch this. Maybe someone lost will see this and say, well, you know, I can love just as well as you can love. Well, that's not true. I have the capacity to love the way God loves. Now, I don't often walk in that, but the capacity exists in me based on what the Word of God says. Because it is a product of production of the Holy Spirit in my life. It's a byproduct of God at work in me. And as I was thinking about this idea of being a byproduct, Often when something is produced, there's a byproduct that is, that is produced on the side of it that's a cast off. It's not, it's the, the dredge of what's being done. In this case, it's just the opposite. The dredge is pushed away. If you remember, as we started this series, the first part of this passage really deals with the works of the flesh. The works of flesh, and it lists this horrible group of things that none of us want to admit that are a part of our character nature as human beings. Committing sexual sin, being morally bad, doing all kinds of shameful things, 
worshiping false gods, taking part in witchcraft, hating people, causing trouble, being jealous, angry, or selfish, causing people to argue and divide into separate groups. Lord, we had never seen any of that, have we? <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, but you can just go through this list of stuff. Being filled with envy, getting drunk, having a wild party, doing other things like this. Those are all the products of the flesh. When the Holy Spirit comes in and brings new life into us, he begins to produce other things. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness. Man, those, those are, are things that, that you're not going to produce in your own fleshly nature. That's why that verse that I read to you earlier uh, today really spoke to me out of Proverbs. To be patient is much better than to be a strong soldier. Why? Because in my human strength, I can only accomplish human things. But patience, that is a gift, that is a fruit, a byproduct of the Spirit of God at work in me. And I said all of that because this last fruit that we're going to talk about, I think we so often tend to hear this and read this because of the wording, the language that we use, and automatically that little trigger in our brain jumps to flesh. The fruit we're talking about today is self-control. And just that word self makes us jump to this idea that I can do this. I got this one. It's self-control. I'm going to rein it in. I'm going to be that strong soldier. That thing in my life, you know, a lot of y'all don't struggle with some of this stuff that was listed in the first part of that. But I got news for you. There's not a one of those things in there that I haven't struggled with in my life. Not a one. You say, when did you start having trouble with witchcraft? Well, go back and read some other passages in, in Scripture, and it will tell you what witchcraft is compared to. And it's, again, this idea of me being in control. Me having the power. Me dependent on something other than God. So when I run into some of these things. I say, I got this. See, I, I have self-control. I gotta, I gotta, gotta confess to you, this, I, I would have done, I'd have traded a Christmas messages and two Hanukkah sermons if you'd have taken <laughs> self-control. And let me, I'd have done anything. Because self-control is not something that I, I just run to in the power of the Spirit. As it is obvious, I have not had control in my life in some areas. You know, donuts. Um, but I'm going to confess what I know about you. Even if you're skinny, you've got self-control issues too. Because self-control isn't about self. 
This is a byproduct of the fruit the Spirit of God is producing in you. And so you've got to move that self out of the way. It is talking about reigning in the flesh. It is talking about you taking control over what your flesh does. Yes, but it is not self-generated. It is spirit-generated. You know how I know this is so funny that we're at the end of the year, the beginning of the new year? Because here's what I know about the beginning of the new year. There are going to be thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are going to make all these New Year's resolutions. They're not going to eat as much. They're going to exercise more. They're not going to... All these people that spent all this money over Christmas that didn't control their spending are going to now swear that they're going to control it come the first of the year when they have to start paying bills. And here's what I know. Most of them are going to fail at it because they're going to do it in their own power. Just like I failed at it, just like you failed at it in the past. When we walk in the power of our own flesh, we're going to produce the things that the Word of God says the flesh produces. When we walk in the power of the Spirit of God, we begin to produce those things, those character traits that God has. And one of them is, I begin to rein in my flesh and what it does and how it behaves. I begin to control my envy. When it reaches up to grab me, I call to the Father. I plead on the mercy of Jesus. Get involved in my life. Help me that I'll not want to be envious of this person in this situation. When I become jealous of something, I, I, I fall on my knees to the Father and I say, fill me with your control that I'm not jealous. There's a passage in, of all books, 1 Corinthians. Um, we, we give the Corinthians a hard time. And, and I'll be honest with you, I think they were probably a whole lot more godly than we are in a lot of ways. But we give them a hard time. Um, I'm going to read much of the third chapter of 1 Corinthians. I want to take us for just a couple of minutes in this direction. It begins by talking to brothers and sisters. Paul's talking to believers. Okay? He said, brothers and sisters, when I, when I was there, I could not talk to you the way I talk to people who are led by the Spirit. Boy, that is a statement in itself. But think about what he's saying. I couldn't tell you the things I needed to tell you. I couldn't, I couldn't communicate to you the way I needed to, the way you needed me to, because you were not people who were being led by the Spirit. They're believers, but they're being led by their flesh. Galatians, right? You are like ordinary people of the world. You're living like the world. 
You were like babies in Christ. The teaching I gave you was like milk, not solid food. I did this because you were not ready for solid food. And even now you're not ready. You're still not following the Spirit. Again, another key phrase. Now listen to some of the things he says. You are jealous of each other. You are always arguing with each other. This shows that you are still following your own selfish desires. You are acting like ordinary people in the world. One of you says, I follow Paul. Someone says, I follow Apollos. And when you say things like that, you're acting like people of this world. Is Apollos so important? Is Paul so important? We are only servants of God who helped you believe. Each one of us did the work God gave us to do. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God is the one who made the seed grow. So the one who plants is not important, the one who waters is not important, only God is important. Because he is, not, because he is the one who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have the same purpose. Each one will be rewarded for his own work. We are workers together for God and you are like a farm that belongs to God. And you are a house that belongs to God. Would you listen to this statement that Paul makes? Like an expert builder in the King James, I think it's it's master builder. What verse? Um, verse number ten. Is that correct? It's like a master builder. And that's it's important to think hear that because that word master we're going to talk about just in a minute. Okay. I used the gift that God gave me to do this. How did Paul work in their lives in Corinth? By the gifts that God had given him. By the abilities that, that God had done. He was working through the power of the Spirit in their life. It wasn't because Paul was a great order. It wasn't because Paul was a, a, a really well-read, well-trained religious man. He was. But Paul said that the work that I did in your lives, the impact I made was not because of those things, although those were used. They were just the tools that God used because it was God at work in my life as I worked in your life. Other people are building on that foundation, but everyone should be careful how they build. The foundation has already been built. It's Jesus Christ, and no one can build any other foundation. People can build on the foundation using gold, silver, jewelry, jewels, uh, wood, grass, straw, but the work that each person does will be clearly seen because the day will make it plain. That day will appear with fire, and the fire will test everyone's work. If the building they put on their foundation still stands, they will get reward, but if their building is burned up, they will suffer loss. They will be saved, but it will be like someone escaping from a fire. He's talking about how we build our lives in Christ. How we move forward from the foundation that's been laid at salvation. And talking to this church that we always give such a hard time and often compared to the culture we live in today. He said, you're not building anything in your life. And, and you can build. You can build out of stone and jewels and things that will last or you can build out of wood hay and stubble and when the fire comes when the when the refining happens in that day when god we stand before god 
How have you built in your life? Were you building in the power of the flesh? Or were you building in the power of the spirit? That will determine your house and how it stands. But I think it even more so, not that day is just going to reveal what's been built. But let me ask you something. On a cold morning, would you rather be in a house built out of gold, silver, jewels, wood, or gold, silver, and jewels, or wood, grass, and straw? On a cold morning like today. You want to be in something that's solid and insulated? Built to withstand the pressures of the world around you? The changes of the world around you? Or do you want to be built on something that just lets the air flow through? I want to be built, I want to be living in a house that protects me, that sustains me. And so, while that day may reveal to the Lord and to us what we've been building on, today, while you're alive and living, isn't it more valuable that you and I be building houses that are built on things that will sustain us? The foundation is already set. It's Jesus Christ. Without that foundation, you can't build the house. That's what Paul said. The, the crows are on the roof today. There's nobody upstairs. I'm going to tell you. Time out. At about 10 o'clock at night, when you're in the building by yourself, that is a weird feeling to hear that crow up there going tap, tap, tap. You're like, what? I mean, I got up there walking around one day, then all funny went outside, ran them off, and realized what it was. All right, sorry. Back to my, my message. Um, when you're building, what are you building with? How do we evaluate ourselves? Sam mentioned this, I think, a week or so ago on one of the, the call, one call now prayer times um, about evaluating ourselves. Paul talks about that we're to walk circumspectly. And I talk about that a lot. Uh, that verse, uh, first off, I just love that, that old English thought of walking circumspectly. What it really means is just draw a circle, stand in the middle, and walk around the circle and view from every angle your life. You judge yourself, Paul says, to see if you are in the faith. See if you've got the right foundation. Well, once you're sure you've got the right foundation, now go around and see how you're building. See where there are holes in the building. Maybe you've been building really well with, with good things, and suddenly you get around here and you find some straw in an area. You need to build that area up. That While I am called to help you, and I am called to point out to you as a fellow believer, not just your pastor, but as a fellow believer. If I see an area in your life that's weak, I'm called to encourage you. I'm called to point out, if I see sin, 
open sin in your life that, that is contrary to the word of God, I'm to, to, to pronounce that to you. I'm to come to you and say, and encourage you and say, do you see this? Do you understand it? Because all of us have blind spots. Many of us have spots that we see and know, but we just don't want to deal with. And so we're to call one another to that. Not in a judgmental sense, but in a sense of, hey, do you recognize this? Do you understand this? How can I help you with this? Let's build here. Because we need to live in houses. We need to have armor. We need to put on the armor of God as we fight the fight. We need to battle in the power of the Spirit of God. Anybody struggle with anything? I mean, you got a struggle in your life that you know. How, what do you do with the verse that says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me? Well, are you going to grab that by the flesh and say, I can do this because God's mine and I'm God's. I got this. I hear that a lot. That is not what that verse means at all. Christ can do this, and I'm in Christ. The power of the Spirit of God in me can produce this good work. And I can control that emotion. I can control that human thing. That's what Paul talked about when he was talking about being a master builder. He had mastery. He was a master of the task at hand. He knew how to use a tool. Well, listen, if you want your house to be shored up and built up, you might call James. You might call Peter. You might call Sam. You, you certainly, if you got any sense, are not going to call Mark and I. Because <laughs> we're not going to be master builders because we don't know how to use the tools. We're not, we're not aware of the tactics to do that. So when you need mastery in your life, where are you going to go to find that? To the Word. On your knees at an altar, in your house, or in your car, in your shower, wherever, you're, wherever you pray. At the altar, before the Father. You plead with him for wisdom and direction and skill at whatever this thing is. See, not everybody has the same problem. I, I, I'll be real honest with you. I don't have a real anger issue. I've had some times in my life I've gotten angry. And boy, when I have, they have really not produced good things. And it's only been a few times in my life. But, but I realized how stupid they were, how foolish I was, how careless I was. I mean, I just, I just kind of stepped over a line and I did things and I, I, you know, I put myself in positions and other people in positions to, to really be hurt physically, emotionally, spiritually, you know, by, by that anger. But thankfully, you know, I, it's one of the areas of issue, I just don't have real anger issues. But some people do. Some people have real problems with, with trust and jealousy. Yeah, that's not necessarily 
something I struggle with too much. I have had some periods and times, you know, but they're not huge struggles. Now, I, I got my share, and, and my struggles are real struggles. You know, it, there, there's, we've talked about this for three areas. It seems like that we have problems. Scriptures define them for us. The lust of the eyes, I want, I want, I want, I want. That's not really, I mean, I've got issues with that, but that's not a big one for me. The pride of life. That, that self-sufficient. That's not, it's not a huge one for me. It gets got some issues. Oh, but that middle one. Lust of the flesh. Satisfy me. That's a struggle for me. Always has been. That's my battle. And it comes forth in all kinds of ways. Over the years, as I've gone from a child to a now an old man, those issues have followed. Some of the same issues still there today that I battle. But what I've learned, thankfully, what I'm learning by the wisdom of God, by the word of God, by the, by the spirit of God working in my life, is all those times as a young man when I thought I could do it. I got this. I'm not going to let that do that to me again. I'm going to win this because I'm a believer and I can do all things. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I got this. Well, I am. Greater is he that, that lives in me that's in, than he that lives in the world is true. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That is true. But when I'm the one trying to do it, I'm never going to succeed. Because I'm walking like a baby, Paul said, in the power of the flesh. I'm not being led by the Spirit. I'm not walking in the Spirit of God. And I don't care if you are 80 years old or 8 years old. If you are a believer, you can still be as Paul said here, living like ordinary people of the world. I don't want that to be us. I don't want that to be me. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness. Self-control. These are all things that I can walk out in this life produce in such a way that they are visible and helpful in the world around me to the body of Christ and to the lost world as long as the house that I'm building is built by the power and the Spirit of God. In that, I can do all things through Christ. In that, there is power in my life in the name of Jesus. In my flesh, I can do nothing. I can only produce things that cause harm 
and hurt and destruction. The question for us today is will we live? Where will we choose to live? We have a choice. Live in the spirit or live in the flesh. Now just because you choose to live in the spirit today doesn't mean you're going to be a, a, a master builder tomorrow. That's the process that God puts you through. But you're never going to be a master builder if you don't choose a day to begin to walk by the power of the Spirit of God that lives in you, lives in me. We have one last song that we're going to play. It's actually um, a video song. And uh, it is a song of the season. It's a newer song that's out. But it's a song that I think will help you think about are you willing to make room in your life for God to work? Let me pray for us and we'll close up. Father, thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this message. Thank you for the power of the Spirit of God that lives in us. That can control us if we'll surrender to it. That can teach us if we will be humble before it, it will guard us if we will stand behind it. It will guide us if we will follow. Father, help us to live a life built by the Spirit of God, producing the works of the flesh that are controlled by the power of the Spirit. Pray these things for every believer listening to this message today. And I pray these things in the power of the name of Jesus Christ.